Welcome to the American Citizens Abroad podcast. I'm Michelle, and today I'm chatting with Kima Ward-Hopper, founder of the Retreat Space Unplugged, an English teacher, a yoga instructor, and an American living in Costa Rica. Welcome, Kima. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Could you tell us your story as an American expat? What brought you to Costa Rica, and how long have you lived there? We're in our fourth year, so July 5th will be four years. We originally moved in 2018. It was a culmination of things. First, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2016. Very, very young. And so we went through this whole health battle. And when you come as close to dying as I did, then you just reevaluate the things that are important to you. And I wasn't spending the time with my family that I wanted to. We were working a lot. We lived in Houston, Texas. That was the first thing. And then Shortly after that, in 2017, I was finishing my reconstruction surgery. I had a unilateral mastectomy. And so when I was doing the reconstruction surgery, Hurricane Harvey hit. And I had 30-something odd stitches in my back. And my husband and I were trying to decide, are we going to stay? Are we going to leave? We decided to leave and go to my aunt's house in Coppers Cove, Texas, because One, my daughter was already there and we didn't want her freaking out being separated from us. And two, if we flooded and we had to go out in the water, I surely would have died because I had 30 stitches in my back. And as with flood water, you know, there's all types of bacteria and things that come into flood water. So we just thought it'd be safer if we left. And we did flood and we lost our home. And we ended up moving into a garage apartment of a neighbor. My husband, my daughter, and I, me fresh off of surgery, we lived in this garage apartment from August of 2017 until we moved to Costa Rica. And originally we were going to just buy a home. So we were looking, as you can imagine, the housing market was crazy right after Hurricane Harvey. I don't know the exact numbers, but there were a lot of people that lost their homes or just needed somewhere to stay temporarily while they repaired their homes. We had a condo and we weren't looking to repair. We were looking for other homes. And every time we found a home that was within our budget in the area that we wanted, before we could even go see it, it would be sold. That's how crazy it was. You know, our realtor would call us in the morning, hey, there's a house that you guys should go look at. And we make plans to see it that evening after work. And she'll call again at lunch and say, sorry, someone bought that house. After three or four times of that, my husband was like, you know what, maybe this is a sign. Maybe we should think outside of the box. Before I got cancer, we had planned to take Erilyn, my Erilyn is my daughter, take her out of school for a year. And we were going to take a leave of absence from work for one year. And we were going to just travel Central and South America. And we had planned it. We had booked the Airbnbs. We had gotten the international health insurance. And we were going to do this thing in 2017. We had planned this in 2015. But when I got sick, we had to cancel all of those plans. And so he was like, well, maybe this is when we should do it but then let's just not do it for a year. Let's just do it. And that's how this whole idea was birth of leaving the country. And we decided that in probably November or December of 2017, over the next couple months, we 
tossed around a few places and settled on Costa Rica because we got married here and we fell in love with the country when we got married. And that long story short is how we ended up here in Costa Rica. Wow, it's quite a story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could you tell us more about Unplugged? What does it offer and provide for your clients? Unplugged is a mindfulness collective that promotes mental and physical wellness. And we want to empower people to live close to nature while balancing the technical demands of our advanced society. So it's really hard to be completely unplugged in 2022, especially post-pandemic, because we're doing virtual work, virtual learning, virtual meetings. You're looking at a screen all the time. Prior to pandemic, we still felt that technology was hindering people connecting with each other and connecting with themselves. So we wanted to create a space where people could come, immerse themselves in nature, and kind of just regenerate, rejuvenate. Because when we were on our honeymoon in Costa Rica, we were unplugged. We rarely pulled out our phones. It was such an experience. And at the time, I was going through chemo when we came for our wedding and honeymoon. And I felt the best I had felt during the whole process after being here for two weeks, which is crazy because chemo is cumulative. So usually you feel worse and worse and worse. But my two and a half weeks here, it was crazy. And even Nick said, there's a little more light back into your eyes. It was quite the experience and it left a mark on us. And we wanted to offer that to other people, even if just for a very short period of time, a space for them to really disconnect and unplug. We offer yoga, meditation, breath work, coaching, retreats, and tutoring. The tutoring and the coaching were birthed from the pandemic. I have coached people through spiritual coaching or health coaching where people are looking to clean up their diets or they're looking to heal some specific aspect. So they may have high blood pressure or be overweight or just want to work out more. So we coach to help teach good habits and to offer accountability, to be an accountability partner for people looking to make permanent changes instead of just people go on fad diets or they do things because it's popular and that is usually not sustaining, but we try to help people integrate healthy practices into their life so that it becomes a habit and a way of life versus just something that they're doing for the short term. I do a lot of the physical coaching, helping people integrate movement into their lives. We've done breathwork coaching. In the pandemic, we've done some coaching of plants that heal and teas that you can drink to help do certain things, boost your immunity, lower your blood pressure, things like that. How long have you been practicing yoga? About seven, seven, eight years. And how did the pandemic impact Unplugged? We had to close. We were actually already on a break because I was pregnant with my son. We were going to be closed from end of January. So let's say February of 2020. My son was born in April. And then we had a retreat scheduled 
really ambitious now that I look back on it, but we had a retreat scheduled for August of 2020. We ended up canceling two retreats and then we stopped planning them all together. In the midst of that, we birthed unplugged tutoring and virtual coaching. And shifting gears a bit, what are some of the biggest differences between life in Costa Rica and the U.S.? The pace of life here is much slower and the value of family and community are the two things that come to mind here. There's this saying, pura vida, pura vida, it means pure life. It means a ton of things. Pura vida is just like, no worries. There's no rush to do anything. There's no rush to be anywhere. It's very laid back. Family always comes first. And we have never had a problem that arose and we weren't able to find support or help within our immediate community. Sometimes even from complete strangers, people that don't know you go out of their way to help you. So it's just the the pace of things and the quality of the relationships that you build. You also teach English. Could you share a little about that with us? I started teaching English with a company called ALO7 back in 2019. My students were based in China, so Shanghai and Beijing. It was just a way to have steady income in between retreats and yoga events. China recently changed its laws about virtual education, so I no longer teach students in China. Currently, my students are adults here in Costa Rica locally, and then I teach children all over Central and South America. And then I also started offering Spanish tutoring to students in the United States. And that, again, was born from the pandemic when schools were closed and parents were looking for things for their children to get into and to learn virtually. So I started offering Spanish lessons and tutoring. Do you think learning the local language helps with the integration with expat moves? Absolutely. I can't imagine being in a place where I don't speak the language. My husband is still learning Spanish, and he says all the time, there's no way we would have been able to do this if you didn't speak Spanish. People do do it, but I think it makes it more difficult. If you can, if you have a base of the language, at least, you'll pick up more as you go. Before you go, wherever it is, you should know a little bit about the language. What was it like growing up as a quote-unquote army brat, and how would you compare your childhood to raising your kids in Costa Rica? Growing up an army brat was kind of cool. It was what it was. It was our normal, my sister and I, and I think it enabled us to be able to make friends anywhere with anyone because if you have to leave in the middle of a school year and go to a new school, and we did that quite a few times, you learn to make friends with anybody. You learn to talk to anybody. I think that we had a very idyllic childhood, throngs of kids outside playing. We walked to school. We were latchkey kids because my mom was a single parent, but it didn't feel that way. We all walked home together and on a military base, it kind of gives you a community. So the other moms are also looking out, the ones that were home. My, my daughter, especially, I tell her all the time that She's kind of getting the experience that my husband and I had growing up because I'm originally from Arkansas, West Helena, Arkansas. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny town. It was the same thing where it was, you go outside and play, very community oriented, 
and slower than some of the cities, but still not as slow as Costa Rica or where we live in Costa Rica, because there are some places here that are more westernized and a little bit faster paced. And I always wanted my children to have a childhood like mine. Luck would have it that they're being raised in a place where they can roam in nature and kind of be free. Do you think living abroad has changed you and your family? Can you imagine what your life would have been like if you had stayed in the U.S.? We are closer as a family. Nick and I get to be hands-on in whatever hobbies or educational paths that our daughter is choosing. But we also get to really be hands-on with rearing him more than we would have been had we been in the States with a normal nine-to-five job, not work at home, like working outside of the home. I have no idea what life would be like if we were still based in the United States. I don't believe that my son would even exist if that were the case, honestly. Could you tell us about the American expat community in Costa Rica? Who is it composed of? Digital nomads, retirees, families, entrepreneurs? Where we live, there's a small expat community. It's not just American expats. There are expats from all over the world. There's people from Germany and France, Canada. There's one of Sweden. So it's mostly retirees. We are the youngest family in our community. When we first came, our neighbors would just talk about how excited they were to have a young family come. But I think that is slowly changing. We're seeing in some of the support groups we're in, the expat groups, we're seeing more and more young families coming and getting together so that the children can play together. So that is slowly changing, but it's mostly retirees and entrepreneurs that I can think of off the top of my head. ACA hears from Americans abroad about the various issues they face. What are some of the issues you've had to deal with as an American living outside of the U.S.? And have you heard of any issues that other Americans living in Costa Rica have had to deal with? As it relates to being an American outside of the U.S., I can't really think of anything. The only thing we have to find a creative way around is getting Amazon packages or when you want to order something online because there's no addresses in Costa Rica, not out in rural Costa Rica, maybe in San Jose. And there's an address, but it's really just a description. There's no house numbers or things like that. And so getting packages can be really expensive too. So usually you just want to have somebody bring you whatever you need whenever they come. I also think that issues that arise depend wholly on the type of person that one is. So someone looking for a lot of American conveniences will encounter more issues. Seeing that you have issues with addresses in Costa Rica, have you had any issues voting from overseas? And do you feel like when you do vote from overseas, is that a good way to engage with your representative? Yes, we have voted. Every election that has transpired, we have voted from overseas. We do absentee ballots. There is a group called Democrats Abroad. I don't identify as a Democrat, but they offer services to anyone, regardless of political affiliation, in order to vote. They have regular meetings. They send out emails. They have a newsletter. They 
will remind us when it's time so we can start getting our things together. And then they send everything over one big thing to the United States. So for the last presidential election, we voted from here. And it was really easy. Haven't had any problem with it. And then I think a couple of times, or maybe once, we were at home visiting during an election. So we just voted while we were home. Voting has been easy with the help of Democrats abroad. Otherwise, I'm sure we would have figured out a way to do the absentee ballot. I'm glad that we had the help from that organization. Do you think that the U.S. government could better engage with Americans living abroad? We have had most of our needs met, given the circumstances of the pandemic from the U.S. government. My son is a full U.S. citizen now, and it took a while because the embassy was closed for so long. Once they opened and we got an appointment, it was a super easy process under guidance from the embassy. As of yet, and I'm still fairly young on this journey, we've only been here four years. Most of our neighbors and friends have been here for 12 to 20 years, but I haven't had any experience where I felt like I couldn't reach the government or I needed help and didn't get it. Well, thank you, Kima, for taking the time to join us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. The American Citizens Abroad podcast is a monthly podcast that is published the second Tuesday of each month. It is edited and produced by me, Michelle, and is a product of American Citizens Abroad. You can find us on Twitter at ACA underscore podcast, on Facebook at American Citizens Abroad podcast, or you can email us at podcast at americansabroad.org. Remember, give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts so other Americans living abroad can find us. 